Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sky Blue Stories. Yes, this is a different voice, maybe a bit more, a, a tad more feminine than what you might be used to. Um, but I am here, Michelle Morris, here hosting. Um, and, you know, they always say there's a, there's a new sheriff in town. So today I'll be running the show and I'm joined by another one of the youth um, here with Nick Rojas. Nick, how are you? Not too bad. Got the Chileans finally running this podcast. Exactly. Unfortunately, we do support different teams in Chile, but that's all right. This is not a Chilean football podcast. Um, Not today, at least. Um, But yeah, don't forget, you can always listen to this podcast on all sorts of podcast listening platforms um, and make sure to stay subscribed. Um, All right. Well, it's been a pretty interesting I guess weekend. Um, crowd looked good on the weekend. Did you manage to go out to the game? Nah, definitely couldn't. I um had a wedding on the day, but so I could only meet the watch the game at my table and just being a bit sneaky about it. But uh, yeah, um, uh, watched a bit of it. It was um, yeah, decent crowd. Um, and we'll get into it, but it seemed like yeah, it's a. Decent result. Maybe maybe it could have been better, but we'll, we'll get into that eventually. Definitely. Well, hopefully you got to dance a little bit to Michael Jackson. <laughs> Sean's not here. Someone has to bring out the jokes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. All right. Let's head into around the grounds. So, Ufuk Tele has done this absolute like turnaround with Sydney FC and. Um, the, the club's written an article, um, or someone's written an article about how, um, statistically he really has turned, um, the club around and he's really been pushing this sort of mentality of like, we want to play with a new identity. Um, and I guess you can see that as well throughout like the gameplay and, and the way that they've been playing I think they press a lot higher than when, uh, Corica was in charge. Um, but yeah, I guess what have you made of that? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think that's something that we've been lacking in the recent years, the 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 identity of the club and trying to like get back to our normal selves and um like just having more, I guess, character in the team and also a bit of um I don't know, maybe a new sense of competitive competitiveness at the club. Um, and I think Tale has done a tremendous job in the short time he's been here, um, trying to implement his new philosophy and ways of play- and way of playing football. Um, but yeah, you can clearly see it. It's definitely not the finished product, but it's something that we can definitely look forward to um, in the coming seasons under Tale. But um, yeah, pretty good sign so far. And um, all of these like stats, which are pretty decent. Um, I have to say that they do come from the company that I work for. So um, I'm half responsible. No, not really. I'm not responsible at all, but we can claim it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great. Like some of the the stuff that they've said, you know, Sydney leads the league in possession one, 52.3%. So I think that's, you know, it is a positive sign and it, it's clear that there's a lot of stuff that's moving forward. Um, and we have a high, what is it? It says uh, shots from high turnovers are 2.2 per game. Um, so in the 14 matches following Tally's arrival. So, um, yeah, it, it's a lot of positive steps forward. And, 
yeah, that's obviously awesome to see. Any other thoughts on on Tele? Yeah, I would also say like even the players have pretty much like responded to how Tele again bringing his new philosophy into the club. There's a lot of players that maybe were too, maybe pretty critical beforehand who have really stepped up to the plate. Um, and yeah, so it's been like all around just really impressive to see. Yeah, and um, in other news, Nat Tobin, Sydney FC captain, is back running after three months of an ACL operation. So, um, no, that's great to see, and we love to see it. Um, I am, I believe that she will be returning to play, um, or at least coming back for the season uh, next season for the first game. So, that's all really positive, and um, happy to see that she's back running. So, um. Yeah, hopefully that the rest of the the rehab continues smoothly as well. And a quick shout out to the Sydney FC Power Chair team. Um, they kicked off their season last weekend, and the first grade team got a win two nil over Hills United. So awesome stuff from the Power Chair team and everyone involved there. Um, all right, shall we deep dive into it now? Let's do it. All right, Sydney FC versus Melbourne City, a one-all draw, bit of a frustrating draw, bit of you know frustrating to to concede the way we did, um, but I think overall we looked pretty confident and we looked pretty decent. Um, Jamie McLaren was absolutely nowhere to be seen. I don't think he was at the game. I think he was uh, one foot out the door, or at least it seems like it. Um, yeah, he was pretty invisible, which is good. Um, Jordan Courtney Perkins, I don't know like what to make of this guy because he started the season out the way he did, and now he's an absolute unit, an absolute machine, and... Um, open the scoring for us. I think that's three goals now. Uh, I think about two at the club right now. Two, two or three, something like that. Mm. Um, but he's got goals now. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, seriously. Um, and then, unfortunately, Tilio did also um, score. But, yeah, I guess what were your overall thoughts uh, of the match? Yeah, no, of what I've seen, uh, it was pretty – I'll say, yeah, like you said, pretty frustrating. Um, Melbourne City aren't a club that, or aren't a team that are particularly performing that well at the moment. Um, they've been through pretty, some pretty shocking results. Uh, obviously, that Brisbane game is a big highlight. But as I said to Sean last week, I, th- I thought this would be a game that we would want to pounce on and try and get a, a good result from City. Um, considering the last couple of times, we've always had a bit of a bit of a cagey encounter with um, with with City. So. I thought this should have been a good opportunity to get the three points. Um, so, I mean, it didn't play, doesn't seem like we played that that terribly, but I do feel like we probably look back on them like, Ugh, that could have been three points in the bag if we, I don't know, maybe just pushed ourselves a bit more, but um, I can't, I can't even, I can't fault the, the boys. Um, and yeah, like you said, with Courtney Perkins, like what a turnaround. And even with the goal, there was such, Great build-up play. Um, I have it. I have it right here. So from from Bratz to Lolly, Holman, Mac, and Caceres, all leading up to to help build up the play and get the ball to Courtney Perkins. He was running down that that left flank and just shooting an absolute cracker at the top top right hand corner. Just yeah, just mental. So just um, completely good to see. 
Uh, but yeah, like you said, uh, with Tilia's goal, pretty, pretty deflating. But I don't know. Maybe, yeah, draw could do it, but you definitely want to get three points out of that game. Yeah, I think the way that we were playing, we looked to be getting that three points. Like we had everything going like towards us. I think we had the momentum. And then, yeah, it was a bit unfortunate to switch off for a second. Um, I think Maxi was very lucky as well to not give away a penalty. He, you know, was basically last man. And I think he was lucky that he wasn't last man, actually. I think there was two other guys, two of, two other of our defenders that were on either end of him. Um and he grabbed, I can't remember who it was. It could have been Tilio, but he grabbed someone and um, by the shirt, had his arm around them and pulled them down right before the box. So he copped a yellow for it, but he was, yeah, I think he's pretty lucky to to not concede the penalty um, because that would have then, yeah, given them the lead and it would have been very frustrating. And speaking of yellow cards, Luke Bratton, Grabbed his fifth one of the season, or of you know, as it is, and uh, he will miss the derby. How much of a loss is Bratton going to be going into arguably the biggest game of the year? Yeah, very much so. Um, I think we can hope maybe maybe agree, but Bratton's definitely turned around his fortunes from the start of the season. Um, definitely feel like he was one of the underperforming players at the t- in the team, and he's really turned around things. Um, in Tale's reign. So, yeah, he, he's definitely a focal point in that midfield. Um, we can praise, praise, praise Caceres, who had another really good game. But, yeah, Braddon's going to be a big loss in the derby. Um, he always seems like to be one of those players who are always up for those fixtures and um, really loves getting it at the Westies. So, yeah, I think this is um, going to be interesting to see how we flow without him um, and see what type of lineup uh, Tale has in mind. Um for the for the derby, but yeah, uh, Brandon's going to be a huge loss for us. Who do you um, who do you replace him with? Um, I guess you could do. I mean, there's a couple of options. Um, I, th- I guess maybe if you have a three midfielder with uh, Caceres, Holman, and bring in Burgess from the bench, um, that could be maybe the preferable option. Um, if he wanted to mix things up with putting Jake in the midfields and maybe bringing Gabrielle to partner Matthews in, at centre back, um. That'd be good, but you also don't want to really break up a good centre back pairing that's been pretty perform pretty has well performed for the last three or four games. So I think I think those are the main two options you go with. But if I was in Taylor's shoes, I'd probably keep the centre back pairing as it is and just bring Burgess into midfield and drop Holman back. Yeah, it would be good to see uh, Maxi start. I think he really shows up for derbies, so it could be a blessing in disguise in that sense. Um, and speaking of uh, Bratzi coming back into into form, him and Ryan Grant, like, you know, there was a lot of talk about them at the start of the season kind of being, you know, maybe a bit um, perform- underperforming and, and not being at their best. But, yeah, like you mentioned, under Tele, they they've kind of, you know, been playing very well and, and Rhino looks like he's, you know, at where, you know, maybe not at his best, but definitely better than where he was at the start of the season. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the baby. Um, maybe he was tired or something. <laughs> but, yeah, I think uh, it's been great. What have you made of um, of Ryan Grant so far? Yeah, I'll definitely say that um, I've been pretty critical of him with this season. Um, but I think for the last 
Yeah, I would say last three or four games he's been um, performing to a good standard. Um, we we got to accept the fact that he's not getting he's um, not getting any younger. He's going to be the different type of Ryan Grants we've had for for most of most of his Sydney career. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going to say he's really performed well, and I think he's in a in a back four that's conce- that's had about I think just under 21. Uh, the the age the age bracket like the, all three other defenders are under 21. So he's definitely taking up the leadership role and making sure the back four is intact uh, along with Redders. So I think he's really um probably thrived in that role for him. And I think um uh, just in overall for for his personal performance, he's performed really well. Um and yeah, it's I think it's um. Kind of again goes back to like Tale and maybe just bringing this re-energizing those type of players and um, buying into his way of playing. So I think, yeah, I think you just got to give uh, props to to Ryan for really um, turning it around this season so far, and hopefully it continues. Yeah, and I guess you know one of the biggest problems that we have on the squad. <laughs> Well, I don't want to say someone is a big problem because that sounds really mean. Um, but I'm sure Jono and Sean would like me to be a bit meaner on this thing. Um, but I guess Fabio has been not very good <laughs> um, in the nicest way. Uh, he's missed chance after chance after chance. And um, he plays, you know, in this very Brazilian style um, and very typical South American. And I saw it with uh, Fernandez from City as well, where, you know, they will get touched and then they will fall and roll on the ground and stuff. And, you know, it annoys, you know, a majority of people. Um, and I just think, you know, to see one of our players doing that, like Fabio, it kind of just frustrates me to no end because I'm like, just get up. Like, you're not mm. in Brazil. Like, people don't play like this here. Um and when you're the only one complaining, then it makes yourself more like a fool than like if the players, like even the other players in the team, if, if they're not responding to it, then it looks like you're making more of a fool out of yourself while doing stuff like that. Yeah. It just, it, it just seems a bit off. Like it doesn't seem like, yeah, it, it's what everyone else is seeing. And I, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, yeah, for me, it, it's a bit of an ick and I don't like it. Um, But yeah, I, I think, you know, he's obviously only here on loan. Um, which means that he won't be, I highly doubt that the club is going to try and keep him for next season. So, yeah, I guess, do we look for a new number nine or do we, you know, um, I guess, try and look a bit closer to home? Um, I don't know. The, the, The last two number nines before Fabio in Bobo and and Alfie have been pretty decent and, and they've done well for us. Um, Bobo especially, but yeah, I, I guess uh, Fabio just hasn't lived up to it. Yeah, no, definitely. He was definitely one of those players that I think now looking back on it, it does seem like the player just doesn't seem to fit any type of play that Sydney wanted to, to play. Um, definitely doesn't seem like a player that's, hate to be mean, but it doesn't seem like he's really good with his feet. And for being a footballer, you've got to be pretty good at that. Um, so I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I would, I have to agree. I don't, I don't see him um, staying at the club more than, more than this season. Uh, I think that I can see Tale wanting to bring in his own 
not just not just not his own uh, number nine, but just foreigners in general. I think he'll have a big revamp in the off season. Um, but yeah, um, look with with the players we currently have now, we, we've got um, Kachowski, Wood, who I, I'm not sure is signed up for next season, and we also got Glasson um, as well. Um, I do think that um, a senior number nine is needed. Uh, while I do have a lot of faith in those youngsters um, and I do have a lot of potential, I do think that whether we look abroad or look for anyone local, I do think that um, a number nine who's going to be good with the lead-up play and also just just knows how to get the ball in the back of the net, that's not from a penalty or the occasional header. I do think that um, whatever that type of striker might be, I, th- I think Talley... I trust the club and Tale will get get it right for next season. But um, yeah, unfortunately, Fabio just hasn't been the answer. It has been unfortunate. And um, I guess, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see if, so Rodwell is said to be back soon. Um, soon, not sure if that means Derby or the week after. Um I don't know if week after is international break, but not sure what soon means. Um, but yeah, I guess does does Jack Rodwell slide straight back into a starting position? Does he come off the bench? Does he play at all? Um, you know, I, I think realistically, like you mentioned, like the the centre back pairing that we have are working so well together, and they're doing a great job despite how young they are. Um, I feel like Rodwell, you know, when he's fit, he's on fire and he's great and he could be a really good mentor for those younger boys. But, um, I guess, is it needed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. But like I've said, and I've said this, I've given high praise to the centre-back pairing we have so far. I personally think it is a big stretch, but... We haven't really had a good centre back pairing since Gauza and Wilco. So, and it's been like with a lot of centre back pairings we've had from since then, hasn't been that great. And like you said, Rodwell's been great, but he's just never fit. So, even if he comes back into the team, I, I personally wouldn't have him, uh, have him on the bench, but nowhere near the starting eleven unless one of the centre backs uh, drops out. Uh, we do have Gabrielle as well, who's probably waiting for a starting berth again. But, yeah, I I personally wouldn't be considering Rodwell, even when fit. Fair enough. Um, overall, I think decent game. Um, probably should have won that. But, yeah, any final thoughts? Uh, no, that's about it. Great. Should we do some SFCU votes then? Sure thing. All right. Do you have yours? Um, I'll be going on the top of my head for this one. So I'll go just for that goal line, uh, uh, Courtney Perkins three, um, go Caceres two and I'll say one for Mac. Mac's been slowly improving, uh, at the moment in, in, um, after, after, after injury. So, yeah, I agree. He has been doing a lot better recently. I'm going to go three for JCP. Two for Redders. I think Redders had a decent game. And then I'll say one for Cass. Um, can't go wrong with my number one Uruguay. <laughs> All right. We also had 
MPL on the weekend. Uh, Sydney FC versus Manly United. Sydney to Manly United nil. Um, I believe it was the first three points that they've got this season um, so far. I think there's only been like two games anyway. Mm. Um, but Tiago Quintal with two goals um, and he scored from the spot and um, a, a good ball in from Mitch Glasson. Uh, Mitch Glasson was all over the field that game. He had a a stellar game and enough to make team of the week as well, which is Great to see. And, of course, uh, two clean sheets in a row as well uh, for for Pavlicic. So, yeah, I think overall it's a really, you know, positive signs. Manly is a decent team. Um, they have been for a, a little while. Um, I think last season probably wasn't their best season. Um, but, yeah, any thoughts on uh, our NPL side? Yeah, no, it's um, a decent start to the season and it's good to see a lot of the youngsters uh, performing at uh, the start of the season and also getting some minutes in for um, some of the younger boys in, this, in the first team, uh, Amanatides um, and also Scarcella as well. Um, yeah, uh, good to see them getting some minutes in and yeah, and um, pre- pretty good game on, uh, from Quintal um, uh, with his two goals and seemed like they got the result in the end of the first half so yeah yeah can't really complain about that definitely all right well let's have a look to this weekend huge weekend for sydney fc uh in all of it we've got um well we'll start with the npl side um before we jump into the the a leagues but Mm -hmm. Uh, Sydney FC youth will be playing uh, St. George um, at Rockdale at 7pm on Saturday. So unfortunately, it is right in the middle of both uh, uh, derbies. So I'm not sure what the crowd will be like for that game. And it's a bit unfortunate. I think it's a bit silly that, you know, they schedule these games so it clashes with, you know, the um, I guess the first grade teams um, and it's a bit frustrating because yeah the there was a good cohort of uh cove guys at the um the game against Manly so um yeah I, I think it's a bit um unlucky but yeah I I think you know looking at the way that they played last week um and then moving into this game I, I think they should do pretty well and and I would hope to do that they would. I don't know too much about St. George, to be honest, so I don't really know uh, what it's going to look like going into that game. What about you? Yeah, I can't say the same, but I think with um, the good start of the season the boys have had, um, hopefully they can get a result. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll be honest. I haven't seen the St. George's start of the season. don't know how well they're playing, but... Uh, just wish them all the best and hopefully get a good result of it. Yeah, I would be interested to see how many players um won't be available and will be with us um at the at the derby. So I imagine that they probably will be out uh, be without Pavlicic. Um, who else? Uh, probably Glasson. 
Yeah. Maybe Glasson might be the only one, depending on the availability with the other players. Mm. He might be on the bench. So, yeah, it's a bit interesting to see because obviously they need players for their team. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know, with that thought, it's like it, it the mentality, I guess, shifts a bit and maybe maybe a draw might be a decent sort of uh, look. But, again, I don't know how good or bad St. George are. So, mm. yeah. Anyways, we'll go uh, into our A-League women's uh, girlies. Um, okay. So, it's a 5 p.m. kickoff at Combank. It is a doubleheader. One of the big things to, uh, I guess, talk about first is the ticket prices are an absolute farce. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. There's $50 for an away ticket, um, which I remember when MacArthur came out with those tickets, $50, everyone was like having a cry about it as they should. And everyone was online and going off about it. Um, and I guess why is no one saying it now? Uh, you know, it, it feels like we can't say anything bad about, you know, Western Sydney without getting absolutely like shut on. Mm. So yeah, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. $50 for an away ticket. Um, and then on top of that, the booking fee, which is like $8. So you're paying close to 60 bucks for a ticket, mm. um, which is so dumb. And then even with the um, the membership code, it was still like $36, which is still pretty expensive in mm. itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah. No, I've been, um, been pretty cr- critical about it. I just think it's, it's just an absolute scam. Honestly, I think it's just like, there's so much, like if you look, if you're, if you're, if you're a parent, if you're like a, if you're um, a hardcore, a hardcore member, uh, like fan of Sydney, just casually just going to games as it goes. And You've seen the ticket prices for a Saturday night. You could easily use that money for a better use elsewhere. I think it's, yeah, I've I've not been a big fan of it. I've I've said that I think it's a broader issue, but we've seen with MacArthur and now Western and Western Sydney, it's definitely a broader issue that needs to be addressed. Um, like we can think upon it the wanderers, but I think it is a broader issue that's going to keep happening in football, especially in this country. Um. There's there's try to there's some justification like oh it's a double header there's maybe more like reasoning for the pricing but I don't I don't personally agree with it either, either way so yeah I think it's and personally for myself I'm still deciding if I'm gonna be at the game just because as much as it's a derby I want to be there like it's asking for too much and like I said better use for elsewhere like um so yeah it's just very disappointing yeah definitely and like. Who wants to give them our money anyway? So, yeah, it is a bit frustrating. But um, as we look into the game, um, we Sydney FC women will be without a number of players mm. uh, as they will be all joining the under-20s camp, um, including Maddie Caspers. Um, I believe the DeSantos sisters will be on under-23s. Um, and then we've got... Well, lucky, I think that Courtney Vine is still staying and that she didn't go off to uh, whatchamacallit. Um, yeah. But I do wonder as well, will Jada play? You know, I think she should be fine to play. Um, but, 
yeah, it's going to be a quite a depleted squad, and I think Ante is going to have to try and find some school kids to uh to play for us. But mm. um, at least we've got like sort of the main sort of people in there. We'll still have Taylor Ray. We'll still have Charlotte McLean and um. Kirsty Fenton, I don't think, has been called up and neither has uh, Tori Tumor. So we still pretty much have our, our back line sorted. Um, Princess and uh, Courtney Vine should still be in the squad as well. Um, but, yeah, I think they are missing probably one of their big strikers, which will be um, Sophie Harding. Again, I don't know if she will be playing or not um, because the Matildas camp will... Well, the Matildas game is on Wednesday and the game's on Saturday. So unsure if she'll play. Um, but yeah, I think if we lose this game, I will be very, very frustrated and very, very upset considering that, you know, we've lost to them once in our history and um, I will not want to lose to them again. Um but yeah, I guess I know that you aren't probably too uh, well versed in the world of uh, women's football. But what are your thoughts leading up to this game? Yeah, no, I think like we mentioned, there's a lot of players missing that um, puts Ante in a difficult situation. But um, I do have faith in the girls to get the job done. Um, they do. The um, Wanderers did lose four 0 in their last game to victory, so they're coming off. Um, a pretty shocking result. I mean, there has been time since, but um, yeah, I think I think Sydney should get a result in this. Um, but yeah, I think even with the players missing, there's still enough uh, firepower to get the job done. Definitely, and hopefully, they're all good to play. <laughs> um, but it will probably see the return of like certain players. I think Darcy Malone might uh, get a run. Uh, Aideen Keane. I don't think she's been called up to anything. Um, and um, yeah, we'll probably see Tegan Collister and Margot Chauvet play some more. So there are players that we have and, you know, players that are good. And I think we're quite lucky in that sense. But um, yes, it uh, high key worries me. I do think... We will come out victorious, but I think it'll be a 1-0 win. Okay. Do you have a score prediction, Nick? Uh, I was going to say 2-0. So maybe, maybe get an early early goal and maybe a late, late goal in the second half, second half to just seal the win. Yeah, well, let's hope um, that the referees don't uh, screw us around this time. Again. All right, let's have a look at this men's game. Um, I am not looking forward to this game at <laughs> all. <laughs> like, I think when we were up against City, I was like, okay, here we go. It could be on. Next week might be positive. Mm. Uh, and then we conceded and they won. So we drew and they got three points against Adelaide. And then that made me like, oh, God, we can't win here. Like, everything sucks these days. Um. No brats. They, I'm pretty sure they've still got Borello. Yeah, is Borello playing now? Is I he think. Back? I think. I'm pretty pretty certain he started their last game, so he's yeah, back in the squad. They do have two players out due to suspension because they have a poor disciplinary record. Um, 
No, so it's a, it's a stigma, Michelle. It's a stigma. A stigma, yeah. Nothing, nothing to do with the discipline. Yeah, it's the uh the establishment. Um but yes, yeah, so yes. They are out with some players, but um they did also manage to to come away with a win in their previous game against Adelaide. But it's also an Adelaide side that's struggling at the moment. Mm. It's hard to say. I do think it's gonna be a very even game. What are your thoughts? I would say the same. Um I'd say I wouldn't say that on form, maybe I mean I know Wanderers they're only just a, a point above us in the ladder, so it's not too far away. But I think maybe on form wise, because Sydney have had a, a decent run recently. I think with that draw, we go at least five, uh, six games undefeated. I, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going in with the better form. Um, who who's who's playing the better football now? Um, I would say. Maybe with that Adelaide results, maybe get it a little bit even. But like we mentioned, Adelaide have been doing pretty well. Um, so yeah, I think it would be an even match. I wouldn't rule out maybe Sydney because Sydney have had a decent run at Combank in the last couple a couple of matches. So that has been their um, away fortress in the in the derby. So um, yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, it's hard to really pick out on this one, but I think it will be an even game. Yeah, I think. Um... I think either we come away with like a 2-1 win or it's a, a one or draw. But I, either way, I think there will be a goal on either end. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to say maybe even be safe and be maybe just a one new win. But the – I don't know. The, the only problem is just, I love the centre-back pairing we have. They haven't really been um, – they haven't played together in the derby before. And they're just only getting a brand new centre back pairing. We're just seeing, so you'd be interesting to see how they go with the press from the Wanderers uh, and forwards. Um, so I don't know. I think I'll I'll go safe and do the same thing. I'll say a two one win, a two one win. I think, um, like we saw with Kucharski in the home derby, it is a lot of pressure on these like young kids to be out there in that environment in that game is that going to be do you think that's going to be an issue for someone like Hayden Matthews who hasn't played in a derby yet at least Gerald Reich has played in a derby but Hayden Matthews hasn't been in in that sort of atmosphere before yeah um I think that will be definitely something that um the Wanderers target um the inexperienced to center back that not, not too familiar with um the fixture only getting into A-League football at the moment so um, if he's got the right, if he's got the right, he's got, it seems like we've got enough leadership in the, in the team from Grant to, I know Braden's not playing, but Braden, Caceres, there's a lot of, um, older heads that can really push him on and, uh, doesn't get in that mindset of, I don't know, panicking or, um, putting enough pressure on himself. So, um, yeah, look, it's it, it definitely is a lot of pressure for young players coming into this big fixture, fixture. But I don't know if they just have the right mentality. They've they've got to block out any pressure they have on them. Like if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. So it doesn't really matter how how many games you played. So we'll, we'll just have to see. But yeah, I um I guess as well, 
was was Tully in charge when we had the the other derby with the big TFO? I think that was. I think he was like second his second game. game. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it was international break. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, and in that game, we did see a lot of positives. But I think from that, you know, he had just recently signed and had just taken over this squad. Um, and they weren't playing the football that he wanted to play just yet. Since then, the squad has transformed. They play a different style. They're playing, you know, in a lot. They're pressing a lot more than than what they used to. I just, I think one of the big things for me is that I do worry that without Bratton in the squad, how much of it's going to affect the, um, I guess, the gameplay and the movement. Um, Caceres obviously moves the ball around a lot. I think his biggest issue is just not finding the right pass and not passing um, at the right time. And I think that was quite noticeable in the City game where we had a few chances and if he just passed and released the ball, we probably could have been up um, by another goal. So I think, yeah, my, my biggest worry is who comes in for Bratton? How do we, you know... I guess get that player who's hot-headed but cool enough to kind of you know walk away from something I guess if that makes sense because mm. we do need I think one of the biggest things as well was the the perhaps lack of passion uh in a way um that we've seen over the last few years like I think one of the big things for me was I want these players to hate western sydney more than I do you know like they should be hating them more than anyone else because they're the ones who are actually out there on the field. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what you think of of that sort of situation. Yeah, no, I, I've, I'm totally agree with that. I've, um, I think my one of my biggest criticisms from the last derby is that I still don't think we have that fight in the team that we were used to with the likes of Brosk and Arnold at the club. There there's just hasn't been that hatred for the for the uh, for the Wanderers like there used to be, I think there's not 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 that there's, I don't see any like like the players respecting each other or anything like that. Like it, it definitely is a rivalry. It definitely is a game that yeah definitely. they they know they have to win, but there's just not that like when you when you could when you when you listen to Brosk with his speeches, just like like hating every single one of them, or just Arnold in his press conferences, like there's n- there's none of that that we've seen the last i'll say ever since um arnold left the club there just hasn't been anything like that or when bros retired so it's it's definitely a thing that tale i guess needs to understand because it does it definitely seems like the fans are the ones driving it but the players and going to the coaching staff haven't really understood what why we dislike them so much and i think that's definitely something that maybe if it's like we like it to be for this weekend, but it's definitely something Talad needs to to learn while in his during his reign of like how to approach these games and also just how to how to drive his players into like going in the game and just absolutely doing everything for 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 three points. Like yeah, like you want to win a game at the end, but you definitely want to win these games. And yeah, I just I I couldn't agree with you more either. Yeah, I think Talad has kind of understood that i think he's um I, when i spoke to him ages ago he kind of was under like he was like yeah don't worry they will understand and i understand so 
I think that's really positive. Um, and hopefully we see that on the field. Um, we saw a bit of it against Melbourne. So I think, yeah, there it, it's coming. And I think um, hopefully we'll see a really uh, fired up Derby and a fired up Sydney side um, as they travel to Parramatta. All right. Any final thoughts on uh, the double-headed derby? Uh, yeah, just um, I guess for the ones who are going, the ones who are choosing to fork out their money for the game, um, enjoy yourselves and also just fuck the Westies to get the three points. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Um, we hate Westies. Mm. Um, as, a West- as someone who lives in Westies? <laughs> <laughs> I can hate Westies. <laughs> As someone who lives in the north, maybe oh. not. <laughs> All right, everyone's favorite segment. We're ready for this. Woo! Who's that Sydney FC player? Who's that Pokemon? Um, Nick, I believe you have prepared something. Mm. I don't know what you prepared, but you prepared something. Yes, yes, I have. So, Michelle. Michelle Morris TV. That's me. That's my full legal name. <laughs> my so what I have, what I have for you. So it's a little bit of um, inspired by Sean's one for me last week. So I've got you four options. So option A, B, C, or D. And from these options, uh, two two male Sydney players from the past and two female players from Sydney's past. So you got to pick. Real uh, choose wisely of which one you want to choose. Oh no, I want the the women's players. All right, so but you, I'll let you pick, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you which, I'll tell you which one, like which male or female, if it's male or female, to give you a bit of a heads up. So Michelle Morris, pick one. I'm actually such a fraud on this game. I'm terrible at this. I'm gonna go C. C. Okay, it's a male player. Oh no. Okay. Are you ready? And for the ones and for everyone listening at home, so as it's traditionally gone, we'll still go through all the clubs, so you can play along at home. And Michelle, uh, just write in the chat if you happen to guess the player. I mean, I won't, but okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, let's go. All right, first club. Marconi Stallions. So it's an old person. Mm-hmm. So it's an Aussie. I won't, I won't give anything away. Um, <laughs> yeah. Parramatta Power. All right. Sydney Olympic. Big in those NSL days. Mm. Uh, Central Coast Mariners. Um, hold on. Let me write it in the chat. Maybe if I've got someone. Where is this chat thing? Um, I'll, I'll keep going as you do that. Yeah. Um, FC Nuremberg. Hmm. Okay, go on. Alborg. What? I think I definitely butchered that, but anyway. Alborg. Okay, go on. Uh, Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera. Isn't that like a newspaper? 
Go on, next. Uh, Melbourne Heart. Okay. Sydney FC. Yeah. The Western Sydney Wanderers. Terrible. Any guesses? Um. Oh. We've got three more clubs left. Is it? Wait. I'm okay. trying to remember, but go on. Uh, PTT Rayong. Next. Bankstown City. Okay. And final club, Backcab Marconi Stallions. It has to be an old person for one, obviously. Um, it's not like this one, is it? Uh, no, it's not him. No, it wouldn't be. Am I on the right track? Uh, sort of in around that age. Yeah. So around that, um, golden generation Socceroos. Yeah. Team. Oh my god! You know what? It's gonna annoy me because I'm I'm gonna hear the name and I'm gonna be like, oh, and then I'm gonna be like, what an absolute baboon! I'll I'll, I'll just I'll give you the the main three clubs that to try to so mm. played at Melbourne Heart, then went to Sydney, and then went to the Wanderers in the space of three seasons. But it's not this one. No. Um, no. He never played for. He never played for. No, I didn't think so. I just yeah. know that he played for Hart. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. If for, for listeners, it was Harry Keel. I don't know if Harry Keel played for Sydney FC. No, I don't think he did. I hear one club, and I'm like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. No, all right, I've got no clue. No clue. N- n- well, I mean, I might, but I cannot think of anyone. All right, the Sydney FC player. Well, he's a scum anyway. Um, it's Michael Beecham. Oh, yeah, I was never going to get that. <laughs> never <laughs> in my life would I ever get that. But, yeah, so, yeah, my, um, Michael Beecham was the player. He spent one year at the club. Um, I believe he signed a multi-year, uh, multi-year deal before getting terminated and then became captain of the Westies for two seasons. <laughs> That's fun. And also I believe he scored a goal in a derby once, so. Lovely. None of that. No, no um... No ex Sydney players scoring in the upcoming derby. If that'd be nice, but mm. Mm. oh, yeah. like he did the other time. Oh, nah. Stop stealing our youth. <laughs> Stop stealing our children. Absolutely not. Um, would we have time to do one female player to make it easier? Oh, all right. Well, we'll yeah, we'll see. You will see. Right, we'll go. All right. All right. Let's see. I have picked the maybe tricky ones, but I'll go with one. So we're doing that. First club, MacArthur Rams. Okay. Cambria United. Next. Western Sydney Wanderers. Oh, this is going to be one of those players. Okay. Yeah, next. Melbourne City. Yeah. Cambry nodded again. Is it this one of these ones? 
no, not that one. Okay. Um, next club is Western Sydney Wanderers again. So she went from Western Sydney to City to Western Sydney. Yeah, Western Sydney, Melbourne City, second city Canberra, and then back to Western Sydney. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sydney FC. Yeah. Um, and believed to be the uh, most recent club, North Shore Mariners. North Shore Mariners. Um, is this an older player? Uh, late, sorry, early 30s. Early 30s. Okay, so no, that's a no, everyone. That's not an older player. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it, it's not Taron King, because Taron King's at the Mariners, Central Coast Mariners. Um, See, I told you guys, I'm such a fraud at this stuff. Like, I just don't know people's clubs. Like, would you, would you like one more hint? Sure. Uh, goalkeeper. A goalkeeper. See, that's why I put in Karmas because I thought it was going to be one of the Karmas's. Hmm. Um, goalkeeper. It's not Jada because Jada obviously still plays and she's not in her early 30s. Yeah, it's not Casey Dumont because uh, Casey Dumont was at Melbourne. Who are the goalkeepers at Western Sydney and at Canberra? Oh, my God. It's not Chloe Lincoln because Chloe Lincoln's a child. Um, who are the older goalkeepers? I can't think of anyone. Who is it? Uh, it's Trudy Burke. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. I was never going to get that. Yeah, so hasn't made many appearances in her career. Um, only made one appearance for Sydney and 10 appearances in two stints for Western Sydney. So not one, to, not a memorable one to think of. Terrible, this man. All <laughs> right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to me uh, be a fraud for 20 minutes there. <laughs> um, but that's not my fault, and I blame Nicholas. Uh, uh but anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening um, to this sort of first time of me hosting and with it, with none of the OGs uh, on board for today. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Nick, for joining me um, and recording in the middle of the day um, when it suits both of us. But, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you have a good day. And let's go, Sydney. Let's go. Yeah.